Welcome to your journey of healing with the Healing Podcast, hosted by licensed clinician Monique Oway and co-host Dr. Amber Moan. Thank you for tuning into the Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Oway, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host here, Dr. Amber Moan. Okay, Dr. Moan. So we're back together again, and today's topic is misery loves company. Before we get into the topic, I want to thank everybody for supporting the Healing Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe. Hopefully this has been helpful to you or to someone you know. And again, we thank you. So, Dr. Moan, when we say that word misery loves company, we've heard it many times before. Yes. What does it mean? I mean, it means that, well, it can mean that, you know, people who are not happy tend to not want to be happy alone. So they love company in that misery. And sometimes it can result in doing things to make other people miserable. Also, they just want them to be unhappy as like unhappy them. As they, are. <laughs> they want people to be <laughs> suffering like them. Yes. Okay. So, well, here's the thing. Why do I want people to suffer? If I don't like suffering, Dr. Moan, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I'm depressed. I'm upset. Why would I want somebody else to feel as sad and depressed like me? Like, it's not fun. I think in a way it makes the person who is miserable, makes them feel good about themselves. You know, just a temporary fix. Okay, it's a temporary fix. Yeah. So that you feel like me. Or is it that I just don't want to see you happy? I'd rather rather see you. It pains me to see you happy. So I'd rather you just go have you go through pain as well. Yes. So they like to have the misery loves company. So basically people joining in and you're unhappy yes. situation or situation or life okay yes i hate to say somebody has an unhappy whole life but i'm just saying you guys get me all right so basically if if it's that simple that misery loves company so mm-hmm. i'm some people like this well let's talk about a behavior yeah a person who's miserable and wants just people to join in that misery somehow do they display any certain behavior or personality trait like what do they do as a sign for me to recognize it what you say so I think it's if every time you're around them, nothing is ever right. And I think it's important to notice and understand how they make you feel. Sometimes you, especially when it, when it deals with your loved ones, and it can be, you know, a brother or a mother or a father, you know, someone close to you where you kind of forget that you're not supposed to feel this way, but you're more focused on the relationship. Well, this is my mom or this is my... My, my, my brother, but how are they making you feel? You know, what are some of the things that they're saying or some of the things that they're doing? Why do I always feel like this when I'm around you? Uh, you know, you know, if it's negative. Yeah, that makes sense. So I would say, so some of their behaviors, well, I guess what you say, a behavior of a person like that is very critical of you. Can be very critical of you. You know, just maybe talking down. They talk uh, down to you. Never have anything really, really, you know, good to say. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So they don't have anything good to say. They may be talking down to you. They're critical of you. They don't have anything really positive or encouraging to say when it could be something good that you know you did good. They just got to find the fault in it. Right. right. Okay. Maybe okay. comparing a relationship. Um, I had a relationship with you know someone close where it was like um, when I would share my joy instead of recognizing, oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. It was, well, the response was always, well, well, 
I did this or okay. well okay. Or, or just totally just dismiss what you say. Okay. I got a lot of a lot of that and I'm just like, okay, you know, this I this person is not really happy for me. Not really you know, happy. ever happy right. for me. Right. So they want you to kinda well that definitely kinda brings you down because if you were happy about something <laughs> and you share it and they're like, Well, this yes. and they say whatever kind of it kind of mm-hmm. dampens your mood right mm-hmm. kind of makes you feel like well gosh maybe mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't that big of a deal yes. that i did this yes so if so everyone what we're saying is basically a person who's not happy with themselves yes. they want you to join in their unhappiness many times so when you're sharing things with them that are maybe great for you they'll make it seem insignificant they'll dim they'll, your light right they'll dim your light so to recognize that i mean to deal with that it's got to be stressful it's painful frustrating yes right it 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 may cause you want to isolate from that person i don't think you may even find that you dread coming around them like oh oh i gotta go around them that might be a sign that you're dealing with a person who likes to keep you know who is miserable who likes to keep you in company of their misery right because i don't think you're jumping for joy dr moon to sign up to be around a person that's always critical or talking down to you no and things like that well, like Dr. Ma, I want to go into the fact that you said some of these people are not just a stranger. These yes. are people you know. Absolutely. Or who are close to you. Yes. So this can be a sister. Yes. This can be a brother. Yes. It can be a cousin. Yes. It can be an aunt. It can be an uncle. It can be a parent. Yes. 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 So it can be a parent. Okay. So even parents. So for those out there, if you're experiencing something like this, just know it's not always from somebody who, a stranger or a coworker who you don't maybe have much feelings for or mm-hmm. about. It could be somebody very close to you, like a parent, we're going to assume, let's say, is a parent who raised you, right, Dr. Mm-hmm. Moan? Yes. How, well, one, we got, how do we deal with a parent who has raised you, took care, care of you, but they're just critical? They talk down to you. They never celebrate you. How, how, how is that? So I I feel like some, you know, sometimes you can ignore it. You know, you have those who are just like, oh, you know, that's just my mom and that's just my dad. Um, That's just kind of how they are, you know. And if you're able to love them despite of and it doesn't bother you much, then I would say, you know, it kind of is what it is. But to those who, you know, it is who is affected, you know, those who are affected by that, I think that boundaries is important. You know, when you, you know, and, and, and be, so what you're feeling, and I, you know, I just want to validate you, what you're feeling is, is right, you know, is valid. And so boundaries, you do not have to continue to listen to that or take that, especially when it interrupts what you have going on in your life or you find yourself unhappy, sad, or just always upset. Or when you go get, or get, when you're around you know, you're, you know, a parent, if it's one or, or, or both, you're unhappy, then recognize that, you know, it's time to kind of back away and put some boundaries up. Doesn't mean that you don't love them. Doesn't mean that you don't, you know, want them to be happy and wish, but you, what you don't want to do is take that with you and carry that with you. That makes sense. So they really can't always be in your space. Absolutely. Okay. So basically everyone, you know, if you're feeling that way, it's okay to know this person can't be around you. They can't be in your space. That, that just might be how it is. You love them from a distance, maybe. Okay. So we'll talk more about this topic, about maybe how you can deal with it, how you can recognize it. But we're going to make a quick segue here. You guessed it. We're going to get into the situation. Dr. Mo, what's our situation for today? All right. So Dear Healing Podcast, 
I would like to hear your thoughts on NDAs. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's non-disclosure agreements. In relationships. Recently, I was listening to an interview and a celebrity, celebrity disclosed that they require their partners to sign an NDA. I have heard of other celebrities doing this as well. This sparked a conversation at work and a group of us were divided on it. Some said they understood and wouldn't have a problem with signing one. Others felt it was a lack of trust. What do you think? That's a good one. I've heard I've heard some stuff in the news about NDAs and you know, it's a toss up for me. You know, I always ask myself, you know, I'm not I'm not no one famous, so I probably <laughs> never need one. But I would want to know is my thing is why would why would you want me not to possibly speak my truth or if something, you know, happened between us, why wouldn't you like why are you already pre-planning for that? That's my thing. However, you know, being in a position where you have a lot of money or, you know, you have a, you know, you're known to a lot of people, you have to kind of keep a, a, a quiet or, a, you know, things discreet. So it's a toss up for me. And I think my answer is going to be to each their own. I'm not going to say that I'm against one, but I'm not going to say it not so i don't know what do you think okay nda so yes so i can see why a person may want it because some people will try to profit off of your privacy meaning like they if you're with somebody intimately right they know and you're sharing with them you're in a relationship you know about their secrets you know about their past right and they may not want that out to the public because it could be it's private, you know. I'm not saying anything that they did criminal. I'm talking about you. They may have told you about something that happened to them as a child that they don't want the public to know. And you, if you break up with them to be spiteful, you'll release it to the media because that might get you some money, right? Because you have something juicy on that celebrity. So I can see them wanting to do it to protect their privacy, to make sure you're not going to release what they share with you in a moment of being, them being vulnerable. Yeah. I think what happens with NDAs. You have to see what's in the NDA. If it's about keeping our intimate life private and what we did, I'm probably for it. But if it says something like, I can't disclose anything, then I wouldn't. Meaning like, because if you were abusive to me, yeah, that's then I can't disclose it. So I would make sure what you would do is if a person presents with an NDA, I think you should have somebody read over it. And make your clause to it. Nope, I will agree to this, but I won't agree to. Like once you harm me, it's out the door. Kind of like a prenup. It'll say that it's a prenup, but the moment if an affair happens, it goes out the window. Same thing with the NDA. I think a person should put a clause in there that this is all good and well, unless you do this to me, then it's all out in the open. That's a good idea. So I'm not against it. I get it. Even if you're not a celebrity, you might be a person who was of, uh, maybe you have a high position in your company. And no, people don't need to know how you sleep and what you like in your intimate moments. They may not need to know that. It's juicy to the public, but I didn't need to know that. And I'm not talking about anything really crazy. I'm just thinking like, gosh, I didn't know you were going to tell them that we had this type of experience, you know? So I think, I don't think it's a problem with it. I can see how a person would feel disrespected if they're asked about it, but I think you have to ask, you have to know who you're with. If you do know you're with a person of influence or who has a following or who a lot of people look at for decisions, just know that their life is private. What they share with you is private. I hope you would keep it private anyway without an NDA. 
and that you couldn't be coerced to give the money, you know, to give the juicy interview. But we're humans and sometimes we get mad and we want to spill everything. So I would say make sure it does not harm you. The NDA is okay as long as it won't harm you. That's what I'll say about that. So, yeah, it will be up to you. All right. So anything else on this, Dr. No, no. Okay. So before we go ahead back into the topic of Misery Loves Company, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, Healing Expressions. Are you someone who has been considering therapy? Perhaps someone else has told you that you need to talk to a therapist. Or maybe you're in a relationship and you want to discuss some challenges that you've been facing with your significant other. Maybe there's a communication issue, perhaps an incident of infidelity, or maybe you just want to strengthen your relationship because you guys are thinking about taking another step. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety or depression, perhaps grief, life stressors, and you just want to share your thoughts with someone. Well, consider contacting Healing Expressions. Healing Expressions is a private practice located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. You will be given a session at an affordable price with a licensed therapist. If this resonates with you, consider going to HealingExpressionsLLC.com, reading about the practice, and hitting the contact tab to see if you can book a session. All right. Thank you so much. And back to the Healing Podcast. Okay, back into the topic, Misery Loves Company. Well, as we said, Dr. Moe, said the person like that is probably not happy with their life. Maybe they're just going through their own thing. So they want you to join in that unhappiness so they can be critical. They can be, they talk down to you. They can maybe never celebrate you. They have never have anything positive to say to you. So, and it's very hard to be around them. Yes. Well, the thing is when they're family though, sometimes you may feel obligated to be around them, right? You feel like, can I really cut off my parent? Can I really cut off my sibling? Can I really cut off my loved one? So can I cut off my spouse? I don't know. Well, that's a whole different thing, right? But anyway, that's a whole different topic. But I'm saying, how does a person, Dr. Moan, you said boundaries, cope with dealing with a person that, you know, that, that, that has that whole misery, loves company vibe if they're close to you? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, boundaries is it. You decide what's comfortable for you. So if not talking to them on a daily basis is comfortable for you, then don't talk to them on a daily basis. If, you know, all the way, you know, to the end of the spectrum of not talking to them at all, like, you know, Monique, we only get one life on yeah. this earth. Yeah. That's what I believe. That's um, true. And what I don't want to do is spend it making somebody else feel good by making me feel bad. Yeah. So, and because I know what, you know, that can cause. I have, you know, a family of my own. So if I allow someone mm-hmm. to treat me like crap to make themselves feel good you know how do i know that i'm not going to do the same it's possible even though i don't want to like i don't you know if i I don't live that way i shouldn't have to subject myself to other people that do you know and so and i can't i have to always understand what people are capable of you know and keep hold my boundaries close to me keep them up when I need them. And that can be friends, family, or whoever. I like that. So the thing is, everyone, so the boundary is you have to be able to willing really to enforce the boundary, right? Yes. It's, it is going to be tough because, Dr. Moan, you mentioned not talking to someone for a while. Well, this can result into years of not talking, right? Absolutely can. Okay. So that means you have to be okay with, yeah, that person who's close to you, yeah, you might not be able to talk to them. And here's the thing. Don't let other people guilt you into thinking you have to talk to them. 
Like, well, that's still your mother. That's still your father. That's still your sister. No, that does not mean that. Because if the person has done damage to you, is doing damage to you, that does not mean that that role, that title trumps all of that. It doesn't. It's about your emotional well-being, your physical health as well, your happiness. Dr. Moe mentioned, I should not have to live my life suffering just to make you happy. Well, I, I, I did my light, right? To make you shine mm-hmm. bright. That can't happen. So guess what? It might mean we don't talk anymore. It might mean we're mm-hmm. done. It might mean the most I can talk to you might be once a year. Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to see how things were going. That's what that'll be up to you. Your boundary is yours. And you know what that boundary is like. Dr. would you say we all have a different type of boundary? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, based on, you know, what, what, what you're willing to accept. So, like I said, some people are just like, oh, that is just how she is. And it is what it is. I don't care. You know, and then others are truly affected. And so those, you know, who are truly affected and may, you know, feel guilty, you know, especially when we talk about family, feel guilty about not having a relationship with someone you feel like you should have a relationship with? Absolutely not. Monique, I know we, we talked about, you know, family, you know, family doesn't have to be blood. Definitely so, not. Definitely not. You know, no. If someone is continuing to make you feel bad, why are you going to stay around them? Why are you going to, you know, you know, remain in their lives and allow them to continue treating you the way you treat, you know, you t- just because they're family, just because they're blood? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And you're right. Family is who you make it. Okay. Yeah. We're born into a certain family. Yes. But that doesn't mean they have to remain connected to us like that family. Sometimes our friends are more family. Our other coworkers become family. So that's going to be a choice for you to make for yourself. But I hope you choose you. The whole point is choose you. You do not have to suffer just because for the sake of a title of a relationship. No, no one should ever make you feel bad for your accomplishments. No one should make you feel bad because something good happened in your life just because something bad is happening in their life. So, for example, they're unemployed, but you just got a promotion. They should not make you feel bad about that. If they got a, if you got a raise and a bonus, but they did not, they should not make you feel bad about that. You know, if you got engaged and about to get married and they're not, they should not make you feel bad about that. OK, those are examples of. The misery liking company when they're critical of you and what you're doing and you're just trying to celebrate life and have a good time, right? Because life is too short. So, Dr. Mo, anything else about this topic today? So, I guess I also, you know, just want to, to those who, let me just say this. I am not in no means, we are not in any means saying that it would be something that's easy to do. Oh, never that. And so, you know, it's not. But, you know, so get help. If you need to talk to someone, I think it's important, especially if you've been subjected to subjected to this for years. You know, yes, if you yes. were treated like this from childhood on through adulthood, you may need some help kind of figuring things out and being OK with that. You know, because even, you know, when we talk about family, you know, sometimes, yep. you know, it, that, that guilt will eat you. And so, no, you get help if you need it. You know, get counseling, therapy, get someone if you don't want to do that. Get someone that you can trust, you know, and talk to them and, you know, get it out. So I just want to add that. No, thank you, Dr. Moore. That was a wonderful point to add. Yes, we do not want to minimize what this will be like. This is a big weight. It's not something that can be taken lightly. So thank you, Dr. Moon. Well, we will leave you with this here. Misery loves company, but that doesn't mean you have to accept the invitation. I'll say it again. Misery loves company, 
but that doesn't mean you have to accept the invitation. That is by Gary Renard. We thank you so much for tuning into the Healing Podcast and for your support. Please like, share, and subscribe, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.